Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. 1 Samuel chapter number 12, and uh, I love the Word of God. Amen. Thank God for my Bible tonight, and uh, I sure am thankful for it, and uh, thank God for it. If you found your place, um, you that's here, if you want to stand with us in honor and reverence to the reading of God's Word, we'll read a few verses right here and then jump into this thought. The Bible said this in verse number 1, And Samuel said unto all Israel, Behold, I have hearkened unto your voice in all that you said unto me, and have made a king over you. And now, behold, the king walketh before you, and I am old and gray-headed. And behold, my sons are with you. And I have walked before you from my childhood unto this day. Behold, here I am, witness against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken, or whose ass have I taken, or whom have I defrauded? Whom have I oppressed? Or of whose hand have I received any bride to blind uh, mine eyes therewith? And I will restore it you. And they said, Thou hast not defrauded us, nor oppressed us, neither hast thou taken aught of any man's hand. And he said unto them, The Lord is witness against you, and his anointed is witness this day that ye have not found aught in my hand. And they answered, He is Witness, He is witness. Now, that's the Lord because it's a capital H right there. And Samuel comes down to the very end of his life, and he stands before everyone that day at the end of his life, and he said, if I've done something wrong against you or anybody here, you point it out and I'll make it right. And, of course, there was nobody able to bring any accusation up against Samuel that day. And the Lord was even the witness of it. So Samuel, being an old man just before dying, Samuel died with the right testimony. He died with the right testimony. And that's what I want to talk to you about for just a few minutes tonight. Father, we love you. Thank you for being good to us. Father, thank you for your blessings on our life. Father, and... Thank you for being a sovereign God and an all-knowing God. I pray, Lord, that you'd help our country tonight. Lord, I've never seen a day that it had as much turmoil in it as it does right now. God, it just uh, watching the things on the news today just absolutely blew my mind, God. It was like watching a third world country today. But God, we know that you're still in control. We know, God, that you know everything that's going on. So we pray for our country tonight. We pray, God, that you'd send revival to our country. Help us, oh God, in these days. I pray, God, that you'd help each and every one of us to apply the scriptures tonight to our hearts, Father, and we'll be careful to give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen and amen. You can be seated. And I want to talk to you about this for just a little while tonight on dying with the right testimony. Dying with the right testimony. If we're going to die with the right testimony, we're going to have to have the right testimony 
on it while we're living. And I want to look at that for a little while tonight. We're introduced to Samuel in chapter number one of 1 Samuel. And we know that his mama brings him to the house of God and uh, gives him back to the Lord. And he spends his childhood there at the house of God. It's these scriptures that we get the thought from of dedicating our children back to God. Once our children are born and all three of our children, we've dedicated them back to the Lord and given them to the Lord. And in doing that it's not that um, it's not that we're saying that this saves that baby or anything it's just simply saying Lord here is my child and I give this child to you, you bless me with this child now I'm going to give this child to you and whatever your will is for their life then that's what we want and Samuel is given back to the Lord and he begins his life and boy there's a lot that we can say reading through these first 12 chapters but I'm not going to say a lot about it, but here in our text tonight, Samuel comes before him, uh, and he says, if I've done anything wrong, I want you to point it out, and I'll make it right. Now, I want to ask you this question tonight. I wonder if we would stand uh, before a great uh, group of people like Samuel did this day uh, and say, if I've done anything wrong to any of y'all, then you point it out, and I'll make it right. We probably wouldn't, because in all honesty, uh, every one of us probably that's of any age at all sitting here at somewhere along the way we've said things that we shouldn't say we've acted ways that we shouldn't act and uh, thank God God is a God of forgiveness and a God of forgetfulness uh, but we should have a desire in our heart now that we're saved by the grace of God to have the right testimony to have the right testimony you know I've heard this said many times it will take you your whole life to build your testimony and only a matter of a few seconds to absolutely destroy it. Just a matter of if you know what you can witness to somebody and talk to them about the Lord and you can say the wrong thing at the wrong time and every bit of your witness be completely destroyed. And, and I don't know about you tonight but I'll say this to you. I want to have the right testimony. The people cleared him that day. They said Samuel you have the right testimony. You have the right testimony. I was teaching last night on Enoch and Enoch was a man that walked with God and was not. We know that and I was teaching on Enoch's faith last night and uh, Enoch pleased God. While he was alive uh, he pleased God and uh, I was talking about how um, if we're going to have God to say that we pleased him then we're going to have to live a life that's pleasing uh, to God. God said that about Enoch that he pleased God. He had that testimony. And why did he have that testimony? Because he lived a life that was pleasing to God. And I want to say this to you tonight. So many times uh, we're worried about what everybody else thinks and how everybody else feels. What really matters is what is pleasing to God. Samuel wanted to live his life pleasing God. To God. I'm going to give you a little topical thought right here tonight and show you two or three ways how we can die with the right testimony. How we can, you say, well, my testimony may not be right right now. Well, why don't we get right with God and then purpose by the grace of God from the day forward, uh, we're going to live right. I preached Sunday morning there in Bryson City. Uh, on being uh, Ehud in 2021. And uh, I preached some of the things that I did here at our church a few Sundays ago. 
but there were several new things that I put in that message. And I don't know about you, but I want to be an Ehud in 2021. Man, I want to live my life. If we've ever lived for God, we better do it. Uh, you say, why do you say it? Because I'm telling you, uh, um, if, it's not if this Bible is true. This Bible is true. Uh, and I'm telling you something tonight. The coming of the Lord is so close to us today. Matter of fact, I was fixing to leave the church office today. I was later getting here. I got tied up in the sheriff's office this morning. I was later getting here. And, uh, I talked to Miss Stephanie just a few minutes, and I was fixing to leave. And we had actually pulled the news up and was watching it on the computer when all that was going on there at the house and in the Senate and all that. But anyway, I looked at her and I said, we may not have church tonight. I said, what I mean by that is we may not, and I know we meant to have a live feed and it just didn't work out, so this should be uploaded tomorrow, but I said, we may not gather together tonight. I believe the coming of the Lord is that close to us. And, uh, I, you know, we, we, we prayed for this and um, the political things that we prayed for, but really, in all honesty, for the Lord to come back, it's still got to get a little bit worse it's, it's all, hey, it, what a good time with all the turmoil in the world for a man to step out on the scene and say, I've got the answers. I can bring us all together. And boy, there'd be a ton of people that followed him right now. But before any of that happens, I'm getting out of here. So what I'm saying to you is this tonight. If we've ever lived for God, if we've ever had the right testimony, we better do it right now. I believe the coming of the Lord's at hand. How to die with the right testimony as Samuel did, I would say this. Number one, you gotta stay in the scriptures. You gotta stay in the scriptures. You gotta stay in the word of God. I'm reminded of what the Bible said in Psalms 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Just stay in the word of God. Here's what he said in Psalms 119, 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Here's what he said in 2 Timothy 2, 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you want to live right, if you want to die right, if you want to have the right testimony as Samuel did, stay in the Word of God. Stay in the Bible. This Bible will absolutely change your life. I told an individual today, I said, what you need to do when you get home, you need to read the Word of God. And they just kindly looked at me funny and I said, I promise you, if you'll get him the Word of God, that Word of God will change your life. It'll change your life. It'll keep you walking right. It'll keep you talking right. It'll keep you living holy. You know, I think one of the dangers that there is in preaching and especially pastoring is just studying the Bible to preach. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be a personal relationship with the Lord, a daily time that we spend with God in the word of God if we're going to live right if we're going to die right we're going to have to stay in the word of God we're going to have to stay in the book I know you've heard this before but listen to it again this book contains the mind of God the state of man the way of salvation the doom of sinners and the happiness of the believers its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its history is true and unchangeable and boy is that not proving itself true today 
Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good is its design, and the glory of God is its end. If you're going to live right, if you're going to die right, if you're going to have the right testimony as Samuel did, you're going to have to stay in the scriptures. We're going to have to stay in the scriptures. Number two tonight, I would say this. Not only stay in the scriptures, stay in the sanctuary. Stay in the sanctuary. If I can bring Samuel's life into our day, he lived at the sanctuary. He lived at the sanctuary. Stay in the sanctuary. I've said this many times and I'll say it again. If you've not been to church since March, you're out of church. You're out of church, COVID. I've said this since the beginning, and I'll go to my grave saying it. COVID is a satanic. It's straight out of hell. It's, it's a form of the devil, and it is ruining churches all over America tonight. All over the world, there's so many people that once said they would never be out of church, but because of a virus that has a 99% survival rate, they're out of church. It still does. You said, preacher, our numbers are at an all-time high. I understand they're at an all-time high. We're having a restricted service practically tonight. We're still in drive-in church on Sunday mornings and, and, and divided services on Sunday night. We take part out the uh, the fellowship hall. And I understand all that, but hear me and hear me well. It's still got a 99% survival rate. And we have allowed a virus to completely play turmoil in our country, in our communities, and in our churches today. And there's a lot of people that does not have a relationship with God anymore because they've got out of the sanctuary. Yeah, man, they've got out of the sanctuary. And I want to say something to you now. If we're going to die right, we're going to have to stay in the sanctuary. We're going to have to stay this. We're going to stay in the sanctuary. I'll say this publicly. I know that it'll be broadcasted out, but I'll say this publicly tonight. There's coming a time that we're just going to go back to church. That we're just going if if we wait on anybody in in healthcare work to tell us it's all right to go back to church full blown, we'll never go back to church again. But I'm telling you something. There's coming a time that we're just going to have to go back to church, and that day is closely approaching. I promise you that that we're just going back to church. Stay in the sanctuary, boy. If we're going to die, I need the house of God. I need choir singing. I need special singing. I need a preacher to stand up full of the Holy Ghost and preach the word of God to me. I've got to have the sanctuary. Stay in the sanctuary. Stay in the sanctuary. What did he say? Here's what he said in Hebrews 10. He said, for not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. People says, well, we can worship at home, watching it online as good as we can anywhere. I disagree with you. I completely disagree with you. And even if you could, it's not scriptural to do that all the time. <laughs> he said, no, I got a horn blow on that one. Did y'all hear that? He said, not forsaken. That scared me for a second. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching, the coming of the Lord, that day is approaching. 
You need the sanctuary. I need the sanctuary. Stay in the sanctuary. Stay in the sanctuary. In chapter 3, God begins to speak to Samuel. I personally believe he is in the tabernacle when this happens, in the sanctuary, if I can bring it into our day, when this happens. I say this, number one, if we're going to die with the right testimony and even live with the right testimony as Samuel did, we're going to have to stay in the scriptures. Number two, we're going to have to stay in the sanctuary. But number three, finally tonight, I'll give you this. We're going to have to stay in supplication. We're going to have to stay in supplication. Let me read you a verse out of chapter number seven. He said this in chapter number seven, verse number five. And Samuel said, gather all Israel uh, to misfeth, and I will pray for you unto the Lord. You know what he was doing? He was staying in supplication. He was staying in supplication. Um, uh, prayer changes things. Um, uh, prayer should not, uh, should not be merely an act, but an attitude of life. It's not just an act, it's an attitude of life. Prayer is more than a wish. It's, a vo- it's the voice of faith directed to God. Um, I read this. It said, if there are any tears shed in heaven, they will be over the fact that we prayed so little, that we prayed so little. I said this the other night, and I'll say it again. A lot of times we spend more time praying, trying to keep somebody out of heaven than we do keep somebody out of hell. Are you with me tonight? We, we really do. We pray so much. Our loved one gets sick. And, and man, when daddy was in the hospital so bad, I promise you, I was fasting and praying. And I don't say that boastingly. I'm just being honest with you. I was fasting and praying those days. And boy, God turned that situation around. But what if we got that serious over somebody going to hell? We're just trying to keep him out of heaven for our convenience. I'm just being honest now. If he goes in the hospital tonight, I'm probably going to do the same thing again. But I'm just being real with you tonight. We ought to stay in supplication. We ought to stay in supplication. If you're walking in prayer and if you're praying, if you're talking to the Lord, I want to say this to you. If you're in the scriptures, you're in supplication and you're in the sanctuary, I'm not saying you're not going to mess up, but you're going to have a whole lot harder time messing up. You're going to have a whole lot harder time messing up. Stay in supplication, praying tonight, praying tonight. You know, we, we always, for, for several years here at Amazing Grace, we take the first 21 days of the year and we do a fast. Um, sometimes we do the Daniel fast. I know some's doing the Daniel fast right now. Some's doing different things. I've got, I didn't do strictly the Daniel fast, but I've done several different things for 21 days that I'm fasting from. But I want to say something to you. That should be something that we do on a regular basis. That supplication, that crying out to God, that praying to God, prayer changes things. You say, well, I prayed for a different outcome than what happened with the presidency. I prayed for a different outcome in Georgia. I prayed for a different outcome in this and in that. Well, can I just say this to you? My ways are not God's ways and God's ways are not my ways. They're completely different tonight. Uh, He said, if we ask anything according to his will, and I prayed and told God what my will was for the election. And I understand there is times that we can go against the will of God 
If I go out and cheat on my wife tonight, that was not the will of God. I've heard some people say, well, the will of God will just always be. I disagree with that. The will of God for Adam and Eve in the garden was not to sin. God's instilled a free will in mankind. And the way that we stay in accordance to God's will is by staying in the sanctuary, is by staying in the scriptures, and is by staying in supplication. We, you said, preach, I want to live right. I want to die right. I want to do right. Well, you know what I do too. And the way that we're going to do that, the way that we're, listen to Samuel. And they said, thou hast not defrauded us, nor oppressed us, neither hast thou taken aught of any man's hand. Looked at Samuel and said, you know what? You've got the right testimony, Samuel. Brother Samuel, you lived right. You walked right. You talked right. You lived clean. And now in his last days, he could even go to the grave saying that the Lord was his witness. That he had the right testimony. I want the right testimony tonight. I want the right testimony tonight. I want to live right. I want to walk. I don't want to have, I don't want to have the testimony that when somebody needed something, I was there for them. I, I, I'll try my best to be. I want to have the testimony that I walked with God, that I pleased God. Ain't it pleased God? He pleased God in his life. Samuel, right here it said, he is, who is he? It's God. He is Witness. The people cleared Samuel, but then the Almighty cleared Samuel. God said, I'm witness of this thing. He's right. Now, if that was us today, what would the witness be? Would it be right or would it be wrong? Would they say, yeah, I agree with you? Or would they say, no, I don't? And if we're going to live a life that's pleasing to God, we're going to have to stay in this book right here. We're going to have to stay in it. I've said this numerous times. There's no reason for not being in the book anymore. We can listen to it. There's no reason, but we're going to have to stay in this book. We're going to have to stay in this place. We're going to have to stay in this place. Um, You've heard me say this before, but I've got that app on my phone that's called Time Shop, and it gives you pictures, and one of the pictures that popped up today was five years ago, and five years ago tonight, there was over 300 packed inside of this church, and and we was having meeting five years ago tonight. That was the beginning of all of that that happened that year. And five years ago tonight, we was gathered inside here, and the glory of God had fell. And when I seen that, it brought tears to my eyes. I longed for the day. And don't even start to tell me that that'll never happen again. I long for the day that the sanctuary is packed full, that the choir stands up and the Holy Ghost of God and rears back and sings the glory down again. I long for the day in the sanctuary. And I'm telling you, I believe the Lord's going to let us see it again. I believe that. I believe God's going to reward our faithfulness. I dealt with that New Year's Eve night. I believe God's going to reward that. In that devotion, I dealt with all of that. Due season is on its way. Matter of fact, I seen some due season today. I seen it. When I got that text last night, the first thing that came to my mind was due season. (laughs) 
We shall reap if we faint not. I want to say this. We've got to have the sanctuary. But we've got to have supplication. We've got to have supplication. Father, thank you for allowing us to gather together again tonight and to worship you. Thank you, Father, for your blessings on our life. Thank you for our church. God, as we close out tonight, I pray especially, Father, for our country tonight. I pray, God, that you would be with our president tonight. I pray, God, that you'd be with our vice president, members of Congress, as they'll begin meeting again here in just a little while. I pray, God, that you give safety. I pray, God, more than anything, that you send revival to America. I pray, Lord, that you'd be um, with our health care workers tonight. God, we know that they are overcrowded. God, we've got a number of people inside of our church that works in health care. And I pray, God, that you'd be with them, that you would help them and lead them and guide them. Father, meet their needs. God, be with our church. Lord, I pray openly tonight that you would continue to lead us and guide us and give us the mind of Christ on the day, Father, when we just go back to church as normal. I pray, God, that you'd help our people. Lord, be with those that's battling this virus and help them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.